Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Herbise Salon Talks. I'm your host and founder of Her Sweet Spot, Marsha Guerriere. And today, as you can see, I have the lovely Stephanie Stewart Young as our salon talk guest. Steph, let me just tell you a little bit about Stephanie. She serves as Senior Vice President and Chief Corporate Social Responsibility Officer. Uh, she is responsible for leading the bank's corporate social responsible strategy, community giving, volunteerism programs, and alignment in the bank's environmental and social governance leadership. Her background is nothing but all of that. And I just want to get into a little bit. She earned her master's uh, MBA from Franklin University of Columbus, Ohio. She earned a bachelor's of business administration with a concentration in management and marketing from the University of Cincinnati. Stephanie serves on the board of Economic and Community Development Institute and the Ohio CDC Association. She previously served on boards uh, such as Columbus Urban League, Homeport Community Development, collaboration of Greater Columbus, and so much more. She received the Business First 40 Under 40 Award in 2004 and is a member of Alpha Kalpa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. She's a native of Columbus, Ohio, where she now lives with her husband and three boys. Welcome, Stephanie, to the broadcast. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk today. I, I'm so excited. And, and we I didn't mention you, you're currently working for Fifth Third Bank, but have you been with them the, for the most of your career? I've been with Fifth Third going on 11 years now. Um, oh. Another financial institution, but yeah, with Fifth Third about 11 years. So big chunk of it. Yes. Your your background is so diverse in community development. Can you share a little bit more about your background and how you got started in the financial industry or in the finance industry? Yes. So um, I actually started in the financial industry and in what we called back then the retail management training program. So it was a program that allowed you to rotate through various areas in the bank. So not only um, did I go through areas within the retail side of the bank, I also worked in commercial credit, um, got an opportunity to um, uh, be a, a retail training instructor, managed in branches, but did just about every job and every role from teller all the way up to branch manager within the financial centers. And it was really designed to um, allow you to have exposure to the full bank. And um, and once I went through that program, I, I was a branch manager for a few years, managing a number of different branches in not only um, inner city markets, but also upper income and more fluent areas as well. And um, about in 2001, so it's actually been about 20 years now, I transitioned over to the community development side of the bank and I have been uh, leading that work um, in uh, responsibilities of um, progressing levels of, um, of areas within the bank, but still concentrated in that um, community development space. And so got into it, loved it, and have been there ever since. I, I love that background and that story of you actually working uh, in an area for the retail development program in a program that is meant to give you exposure, right? Not yes. only in the industry, but in various areas. 
how at what point is it in that program or as you grew in your career what what was behind your desire to be an executive as you trailed along all of those uh, areas so you know what's really interesting early on of course coming out of college um uh, my, my focus, at least for me, my focus is around career growth. And so um, it was um, constantly looking at um, what I was, um, what the next opportunity was for me for career growth. Um, and when I transitioned in the community development side of the, um, of the business, um, I got in and I really loved it. And it shifted from uh, aspirations of being an executive to really driving impact in my community and ensuring that the work that I was doing was purposeful. And okay. so, um, you know, I think I always equate it back to being young and not knowing. Um, okay. And so was focused on, you know, what's the next stepping stone, if that makes sense. But once I got into this area that I really um, uh, grew to love, um, it was less about um, continued escalation within my, um, and within my career. It was more about doing and contributing at a high level that allowed me to drive impact in our communities. And so um, I am so blessed that I've been able to um, continue to get opportunities that have allowed me to drive greater impact um, yeah. in our communities and for um, those that are most um, in need in our communities. And um, I'm blessed that that has um, aligned with um, career growth um, right. as well as being able to do good and do what um, I feel passionate about and um, I feel lucky and blessed and honored to be able to contribute to our communities in the way that, that I do. That's so fantastic. It, it's so rewarding when you can take your personal passion, such as you know the community involvement, and, and turn that into a career that you love. You've been in this industry over in this sector of the industry for over 20 years, and it's almost like the industry is just catching up to you and you've been in it for so long. ESGs are, are really now only becoming so um, popular in the industry, right? With, with everything changing and evolving. What was something you learned early in your career that shaped that journey for you? Very early on, I know personally, I had great mentors. I had, you know, women particularly um, that were helping me do better and to get into leadership roles yeah so um this one is extremely important for me i've already always had a strong solid foundation um at home uh and mm -hmm. a father who um, was a executive um uh in the um, hr field um so i had a lot of and you know older brother and sister who uh, uh went on to college ahead of me and a brother who's an attorney a sister who's an engineer so i had a lot of great uh, foundation and support and people who helped me along the way mm -hmm. but i will tell you within uh the organizations that i've worked in um it's been i, I think the best um, and most important learning um that i've had and what's really contributed to my success is the importance of champions um somebody that's in the room that yeah. can speak to you when you're not in the room. Uh, my earlier uh, opportunities that I've gotten, and actually when I got going into the community development space, I wasn't in the room, I got a phone call. And it was because others were in the room when I wasn't there and said, hey, you guys need to reach out to Stephanie about this opportunity. And um, of course that didn't come without me doing a good job in the existing roles that I was in. Right. But the importance of 
building relationships, doing a good job, and making sure that you've got those champions that are higher up within the organization that are going to really bring and uh, your name up and champion you in, in those rooms when the conversations are being had around growth and succession. And so, um, and and um, that was early on in my career, and I think it's been extremely valuable for me to learn that lesson and to realize I had um, I had to really spend a lot of time on investing in building those types of relationships. But um, every opportunity since those earlier opportunities really have come as a result of somebody else giving me a phone call and saying, are you interested in this opportunity? And so I can't underscore the importance enough of, yes, do a great job, but make sure you're building those, those good relationships that um, are going to be um, instrumental in helping you continue to grow uh, within your career. This last year, I, I was really so shocked to learn how many women didn't know the difference between mentorship and sponsorship, which is what you're talking about, right? And it blew my mind. And so I've been hearing this conversation happening more, and I'm so happy it's finally happening. And I took stock of my own personal journey as well. And I realized I had the same experience with you. I've had a lot of colleagues that would always mentioned my name and, and helped me advance and even move to new positions, higher positions. And I didn't know that's what it was. Did you know back then you were in this, what what's now we know as sponsorship? Or were you just being a good person and really, you know, uh, honing in on relationships? I think I was probably a little young and naive. Um, yeah. But I didn't know um, that I had specifically one person, um, and I'll just use her first name, was Vanessa. She was a little higher up, um, African-American um, lady that worked in um, the same industry I was in. And um, not sure why she took me under her wings, but she did. She allowed me to get exposure. So she um, would, would bring up my name tied to key special projects that I would get assigned to. That allowed me exposure um, to other senior level executives that allowed me to build my brand. And um, and so, um, you know, I'm not sure why she took me under her wings, um, but some for some reason she took me under her wings and that really um, contributed to my growth. Um, and I do believe that um, while I probably was a little naive at how important it was at that mm -hmm. time, I knew what she was doing. Um, right. I knew those opportunities that I was getting, my other peers weren't getting them. Right. So I, I recognize that, but the the impact that it had in my future progression, not only just from getting additional opportunities, but my ability to um, to really grow my not my um, skill set and ability to interact with senior level executives to take on um, larger projects, tasks and initiatives that I can demonstrate that I could do and, and, and drive success around. And so that definitely contributed to um, to my continued growth. And, and I always say you know the lessons that you learn you carry on with you throughout your career and so um so i think to this day those types of things are contributing uh to what i do and i always uh think about this uh, she she really taught me a great um lesson early on um you know as you climb you got to reach back and pull people with you um and that's what she was doing and at the time did i did i did i recognize it to that extent no i just kind of thought she was a nice and right then we uh, we got along well she was older than me um, and I, I learned a lot from her um, and I contributed to her success as well, quite frankly. And I recognize that now. And um, that was mutual, correct. Not anybody's going to champion anybody. And so, um, you know, I'm sure she was really selective in who she chose to align herself to, to bring along as she climbed as well. 
was it what do you think uh, was it a, a matter of representation and now that being such a big you know statement that representation matter we finally see people that look like ourselves in in certain positions and i can imagine um those years ago being being in fintech and finserve for so long being the only one on on an entire team or in an entire meeting uh, working directly with senior executives, I could imagine. So beyond that lesson, which is a huge lesson, are there other um, big lessons you learned as you were breaking the barriers towards the C-suite? Uh, I would say uh, the importance of um, planning and preparation. Um, you know, opportunities come at different times, but really ensuring that um, you're ready and you're prepared so that when the opportunities present themselves, you can um, you can you can jump right in and excel at those. Uh, the um, other thing I would uh, kind of step back on is tied to your comment you made around uh, representation. Um, I and, th and this goes back uh, 25 years or so, 20 20 some years ago, and uh, when she was championing me, mm -hmm. she. Um, she was uh, probably early in uh, the representation space. Of course, right. we had diversity um, uh, rep representatives and everything. But I remember her back then with our um, local market president um, telling him the importance of representation, ensuring that the right people were at the table. And I was one of those that she was ensuring got the, the, the shot that I needed to get um, and to be around the table or to have my name mentioned around the table. And so yeah. she was a trailblazer, I think, even though that wasn't even her career. She right. was intentional about um, bringing people along of color that, mm -hmm. um, that you know, uh, had the right to be around there. And really, quite frankly, I don't think um, in her view, and I, and I, I believe in my view as well, um, back then it wasn't intentional. It was just about um, making sure that people had the opportunity and were aware of the other um, individuals in the bank that were diverse, that can contribute at a, contribute at a high level. And she did a lot of um, creative things. I remember um, uh, in addition to exposure to um, uh, some of the diverse candidates, um, or I should say candidates, diverse individuals within the bank, she would take the regional, the president, she would take him to church with her just so that he'd be exposed to, um, uh, you know, African-American culture. And so it was those types of things that she did way back when that you probably didn't hear about back then to get them to see that there was more than their universe. It was um, it was a, a broader universe that was rich, diverse, and it can contribute at a high level. And so wow. that was a lesson. And, and to this day, um, I do a lot of work. I'm not our diversity and inclusion um, uh, person for the bank, but I do a lot of work in partnership with um, our diversity and inclusion team and efforts for the organization. And so, um, you know, I believe it's extremely important, but, um, mm -hmm. but a responsibility for us to continue to do. She was a real trailblazer, that, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. You've been in the, the industry or the business of community mm -hmm. development for so long. We talked about the volunteerism, the advisory boards that you're a part of. What does it mean to build generational wealth and why is it important for you to really um, to, to have been in this this part of the industry for so long. So um, for me, generational wealth, um, well, essentially generational wealth is accumulation of wealth um, that can be passed from one generation to the next. And so um, for me, uh, it goes back to um, uh, uh, the importance of um, contributing to um, decreasing or, or um, 
right-sizing the generational gaps that we see um, amongst the rich and the poor, mm -hmm. as well as amongst um, the various races. And so um, generational wealth um, really contributes to um, that wealth gap. And um, I think the sooner that we recognize that and start to uh, address that, I think we'll um, have greater um, strides or inroads into decreasing that gap um, yeah. and allowing more people to be a part of the full economic um, system uh, that we have in our country. Uh, and so a um, couple things that, you know, are really um, important um, that, you know, it's going to get down to little things. We're able, when you, when you have generational wealth, you're able to help your children attend school uh, without, you know, student debt. That's right. huge, right? That's so big. Um, you're able to help, um, you know, uh, family members inherit a business that you might have started that can um, trans um, translate into their um, earning potential in future uh, future generations. Um, you know, you can you know you can not only um, benefit from generational wealth, but uh, once you get it, you can um, invest it, you can grow it, and then and and then continue to pass it down to the next generation. And so um, that's critical in really um, decreasing those gaps. Uh, between the rich and the poor, and also um, amongst the various races. And, and what you know, you've done, it, and the organizations you've worked for certainly have um, really been doing exactly that. Um, you know, we have our community, and, and the African American community has gone through so much trauma. Programming not understanding the importance of building generational wealth or just being left behind, right? What are some of the biggest challenges you think um, you, you've had to overcome while educating people that sometimes you, you have to kind of push them into getting the knowledge of, of how important it is to build generational wealth? Yeah, you know, one of the things, you know, it's not just tied to individuals, it's also tied to small businesses, but mm -hmm. uh, the importance of having a good relationship um, with a financial advisor uh, or a banker. Um, many of us um, are not experts in finance um, and, um, you know, we're good at what we do, um, but a lot of times, especially as business owners, you're, you're good at your, your product and delivering on your product, but it's hard to be an expert in all aspects of right. your business or even in all aspects of your life. And so um, if you know finance, being a, you know, a financial professional or, or an advisor and having that, that depth of knowledge around um, your overall financial affairs uh, is not your strong suit, go get the support and the help. It's well worth the investment. Um, because um, that will contribute to um, your success. If you're, you could have a great business, but if your finances are not in order, um, right. it'll, it'll, it'll um, jeopardize the success that you've had on the, um, on the um, product side of the house. And so um, I would say that the biggest challenge is, is really getting people to um, understand the importance of having a strong, solid relationship with a financial professional, financial advisor, financial partner, whatever you want to call it, um, but somebody that can really, um, help guide them uh, around things that they can do to make smart um, uh, money decisions around their own personal financial affairs or either um, their business. Um, one of the things I um, I like to um, uh, say is is um, if you don't get your finances right, then it can really impact a lot of other aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, ties into your health. Um, and, you know, a number of other um, things. And so um, so it's important um, to get that support 
and and don't don't just allow somebody else to run your financial affairs either Get, make sure that you understand what's happening but recognize oprah oprah says she never she <laughs> never lets the check go by without exactly. her signing and looking exactly. at it exactly so i'm not saying that you've got to be got to be an expert in it but you need to know what's going on that's right and um have a good knowledge of that so invest the time to to, to learn and to to grow your knowledge but recognize you're not an expert if you don't do that day in and day out and go get those experts to um to help guide not only your personal but also small business affairs as well financially absolutely and that's what we do inside her sweet spot you know we have four pillars that are mindset money marketing and media and we we partner with um different uh financial coaches and advisors to really help spread this message about building wealth and changing the mindset first to then understanding how to build wealth. Uh, Francine says, thank you, ladies, insightful interview. Thank you for tuning in with us on LinkedIn. Uh, Stephanie, what advice would you give to someone watching that that's thinking um, what ways to build generation wealth and just actually where to start? Where's a good place for someone to start now? So, um, of course, acquiring assets and resources um, that you don't intend to use in retirement is um, is critical. And so there are a lot of different tools um, to build generational wealth, uh, great starting places, real estate, um, the stock market, um, starting a business, um, look into life insurance, um, and then, as I mentioned earlier, investing your child's education, those are all great places to start. Yeah. Um, and, and then I would take it a step further and um, make sure that you, um, once again, back to those financial experts, um, make sure that you create an estate plan, uh, a will, all of those core things that are really critical to establishing a strong financial foundation that um, not only um, uh, ensures that you're taken care of, but that your um, future generations are taken care of as well. Absolutely. We just did our workshop on um, the, the legal things that you need in order for small businesses. Sometimes don't even believe that, you know, because they're not making a certain amount, they shouldn't have um, these documents prepared. And it's so important for everyone to do that. Uh, but you said something a second ago that struck me. You said to get into assets that you don't intend to use during retirement. That That's just like, yeah. right? Yeah. We just had a we just had a workshop on um, using real estate real estate for retirement, and now I'm hearing don't use real estate for retirement. That is for building generational wealth and passing well, it down. You, if you if you can use it as retirement, if you want, if that's a part of your retirement tools, but plan, the right. question was around your retirement plan. The question was around ways to build generational wealth. Yeah. Wealth. That is an excellent way to build generational wealth and to pass those down. I'll to use my example, example from my own personal situation. My father has always, in addition to having his career, um, he's been retired for a number of years. He's always had real estate on the side, number of properties that he's managed um, and leased out or rented out and um, some he's turned over. And so he's still, you know, at 81 years old now, mm -hmm. he yeah. still has a suite of properties that he has. And as I talked to him, my mother passed uh, a year ago. Um, and as I talked to him and worked with him on, you know, um, everything, because he wants to make sure we're, we know where everything is. Um, and I said, Dad, you're going to be here for another 20, 25 years. Right. So no God him. At the same time, he's um, he's letting us know all of the stuff. When we've known that he's had all these properties and we've been connected to the properties. But um, this is his way of being able to pass down to us. We're good. Me, my brother and sister, we've done well. Yeah. <laughs> but 
that once he's he's gone, he's going to have that to transition over to his kids. And then our hope is that we'll, we'll also be able to transition that over to our kids. And so that's an excellent way to um, pass down a generational wealth. I, I, I think that is such good information. Thank you for that. You know, I, I we have women that are in corporate America still trying to make it to the next level at work while starting and growing their business. So Her Sweet Spot is really about um, the whole woman. What advice would you live, would you give before we, we let you go? What advice would you give for a woman that's working hard to advance in the workplace? And what skills should she hone in on to really help her get, get to the next level? Yeah, so um, a big piece for me would be um, investing the time in building relationships. Um, I can't underscore the importance enough of building strong, solid relationships. Um, of course, you've got to, um, um, you know, uh, fine tune your craft, make sure you're good at what you do and build a strong around that. But those relationships are really critical to your growth and future development within um, whatever organization you go to. And so um, I would say invest your time there. But then um, outside of that, um, I would say don't lose sight of you. And I'm at a different stage in my career. And, um, you know, I'm looking back at um decisions that were made and, and how I've run my life. And, and it's important to have, and I hate to use the word balance because there's there, it ebb and flows. Sometimes you're right. I'm a very, very busy person, but there's different components of your life that you have to make sure that you dedicate to you and ensuring that you're in a good place to be able to be the best to others. And so um, I would say, make sure that you take time to um, invest in yourself as well. Thank you so much. Representation matters, build strong relationships and invest in yourself is what Stephanie wants you to remember and to leave this interview with. Stephanie, she's traveling, guys. She is on, on location, as they say, in the, in, the, in, the, in the other industry. And so we appreciate you for taking the time out to speak with us today and to pour, pour your words of wisdom on us about the importance of you know building communities through uh, generational wealth. Thank you so much for having me. This is a great series and I look forward to joining in the future and hearing from other um, ladies around their experience as well. So thank you so much. This was a pleasure. If the pleasure was all mine. You guys know how I like to end each broadcast. When we empower each other, we all rise. Bye-bye for now.